You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley, and now your host, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose, which is, of course, your number one spot for all things geek. That includes movies, games, comics, etc. My name is Tim Bridgewater. I'm an actor. I'm a screenwriter. You can find me on Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 1 and also at Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. And, of course, I'm joined with my co-host, Mr. Steven Nocentelli. That's right. It's me, Steven Nocentelli. And I've dug myself out from being buried in a bunch of E3 news to be able to record today. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, my best to cover all of the new game announcements for our next episode. Yes, and if you recall, uh, E3 last year, Stephen did an epic review and we talked about it and it was just amazing and fantastic and great. So you can expect him to top himself this year. Or am I setting the expectations too high on that or no? I, I, I think I think this year my coverage will be even better than last year because... Wow, wow. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about the way I did everything last year and I'm kind of going to reformat things a little and it's not going to be as... I felt it was a little more chaotic and I'm going to try to structure it a little better this year. Okay, okay, sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, of course, that's not this episode, folks. That'll be the next one, because uh, as of right now, E3 is still not over, so there's still more news, but be looking forward to that epic E3 review from Steven on the next episode, and I'll be there as well to chime in with my thoughts and everything like that. But for today's episode, we decided we're going to do kind of this uh, two-part uh, Man of Steel edition uh, of Geekly Dose. And part one is going to be this episode beginning with thoughts and concerns about the film. Of course, Man of Steel comes out this Friday, June 14th. Needless to say, it's kind of a big deal, right? Um, This is what? The uh, sixth, the sixth Superman film? Or is it the, yeah, right? Okay, the original four, and then Superman Returns, and then Man of Steel. So that's six. So we're not counting any of the uh, pre-Christopher Reeves, black and white... No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, those weren't movies anyway, right? That was all just like TV shows and serials and all that kind of stuff. So Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, it's kind of a big deal because the last film we got was Superman Returns, of course, directed by Brian Singer, which wasn't a terrible film. You know, I think most people would agree that that film wasn't horrible, but it definitely had, had its problems, and it just didn't do as well critically as Warner Brothers as the company would have liked. So they decided to just give it a rest and then do a reboot in a couple of years. Right. So that's where we find ourselves now. Um, now, of course, it's just taking it back a little further. You know, the original two were directed by, of course, Richard Donner, uh, the Christopher Reeve ones, most iconic Superman so far. And then we had two more, I think directed by Richard Lester, which kind of fell off and pretty much, spelled out the beginning of the end of the Superman film franchise with Superman 3 and Superman 4. We don't have to go into too much details about that. All I'm saying is Richard Pryor, uh, <laughs> Solar Man, or whatever. You know, it right. just kind of got out of the box. And then, of course, we got the reboot. By, you know, like I said, Brian Singer. And things that didn't go quite as well as they should have. So now we've got a new director in Zack Snyder, helming Man of Steel, Produced by Christopher Nolan, written by David S. Goyer, 
who I believe is the same guy who wrote like all the Batman films and yes, yeah, uh, along with Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah, right. Um, so right away, you know that that says a couple things about this film, right? Just based on the track record, of course, that Christopher Nolan has as a writer, and you know, he, of course, he's not directing this film, which is something that I've I've noticed from time to time. A couple people don't realize, you know, they just kind of see Christopher Nolan's name attached, and they automatically assume, you know, that he's a director. Christopher Nolan is not directing the film, okay? Zack Snyder, who is mostly known from directing 300 and Watchmen. Yeah. He also okay? did now, of course uh, he had the, what, some the other Owls stuff. of Gahul and... Yeah, the Guardians yeah. <laughs> of Gahul. <laughs> uh, and he also directed Sucker Punch, which few people saw because it sucked. I didn't see it. Really it. Did. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I was so excited about that film when I first saw the trailer for it because it just looked, I mean, it looks amazing. And that's 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 kind of become one of the things that is associated with Zack Snyder now is this whole style over substance thing. And that's exactly what Sucker Punch was. It looked amazing, but the story sucked. And I remember starting to fall asleep at some point. You know, and and that's come on. You know, when you have a movie with like you know, a girl with a sword fighting a huge, giant, robotic samurai. You're not supposed to be falling asleep on something like that. But that's what happened. So, you know, and I don't think he's had a film since then. Or, or maybe Guardians of Gahul was the one. Maybe it came after Sucker Punch. But anyway, he's been working on Man of Steel this, all this time. And plus, I think he needed a little time for people to kind of get the bad taste of Sucker Punch out of their mouths. So, so we've got this. Very visionary guy, so we're expecting a lot of visionary things, and that's pretty important whenever you're adapting Superman to a film. Would you say so? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like uh, more so with Watchmen than any of his other movies, because that really that was in the superhero genre. Uh, I mean, I feel visually, and you know, with the money and Christopher Nolan, it'll look good. Obviously, the trailers they all look good. And, and that is very important because Superman's powers are so, like, unbelievable. You know, like, he flies and he can lift mountains and shoot lasers out of his eyes. So, you know, if it does, if, if the person directing it and the people doing the effects can't pull it off, then it's just going to be horrible. Like, that, that is very important for his character. Sure. It's incredibly important. And, you know, I don't want to jump the gun here, but based on what I've seen from the trailers, it seems like it's heading in the right direction. In terms of that stuff. Now, I was mentioning to you a little bit before we started recording that I was just doing a little, you know, preliminary research before beginning this this podcast. And um, there's a couple reviews out now. Um, now, there were some reviews that actually came out, I believe, like like a month ago, just really early screenings. You know what I mean? But now, like, I think like the New York Times and stuff, you know, they're starting to do some screenings. And the two that I read weren't very flattering to the film. As a matter of fact, they went directly and started talking about how the film is styled over substance. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to hear that this close to the movie. You know what I mean? I don't want anything to kill my excitement about this film. So I'm not going to read any more. But I'm just going to say that I hope that they're wrong about that. Because a lot of things are obviously depending on the success of this film. Uh, you know, they were talking about Justice League for a long time, but now it, se- it seems like now 
Warner Brothers is just going to wait and see how Man of Steel does before they officially greenlight a Justice League film. Yeah, from right? from from what I understand, uh, and the last thing that I read about it, which was just a couple of days ago, uh, this movie, while I'm sure they'll make it so that it can take place in the same kind of world that other superheroes will take place in, don't expect to see anything like that. Uh, I don't even think they'll have a like end credit tease because we probably would have heard about it by now. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I think they will, and here here's why I think they will. It's because DC has had what how many years now to study Marvel's formula, <laughs> you know, and and I, I can't help but think that they picked up a little bit from there and find out how popular those buttons at the ends of the credits are. And I think now because of that, anytime we see any kind of superhero film, people are expecting that, mm. you know. So I think it would be kind of a bad idea for them to not put something at the end of it. Now, I don't think it should have anything to do with Justice League. No. Because we don't know if they're going to make that. I don't know that but it will. But it will probably I, be something that can happen in Man of Steel too. Well, and that's the thing. I already know that they've gone ahead and greenlit a second Superman movie, like a sequel to this. You know, they've already said... And they've also said that uh, Christopher Nolan will be a little less hands-on in the second one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, you know, he's the producer. I'm sure he has a lot of say in terms of a story, and I'm sure he was there to, like, give advice. But I don't don't think that that'll be that big of a deal. But it makes me think that we're much more likely to see a sequel to Superman before we see... A Justice League movie, maybe even before we see another superhero movie from DC. That um, that seems to be the consensus that's going around with that. Is that they'll they'll make a sequel to this before, you know, you know, making anything else? Because first of all, you know, that that Justice League is just going to take a lot of thought, and if they get Man of Steel right, they can maybe even introduce a Justice League character, you know, another member in Man of Steel too. Like I. At this point, I really don't want them to rush into a Justice League film. You know, like, I mean, I still, I would like to see it while I'm still relatively young. But at the same time, I don't want them to rush into it so much to where it sucks. So, they can take their time with it. Let's see what happens with Man of Steel. Um, I did hear, did you hear about the Easter eggs in Man of Steel? Did you read about those? I don't think so. I don't know if I should, maybe I shouldn't say. Hmm. Uh, I won't say it. Okay. But there are at least two that I know of that do sort of allude to other DC characters. Oh. And those have been confirmed. Uh, so I won't say what they are because, you know, people, you know, I'm kind of, honestly, I'm kind of sad that I know about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of would have rather see it in the film. Do so you I don't know that, uh, from what you know, are they going to be like, actually, no, like, will you see them in the audience not knowing that the Easter egg is there? I mean, I'm sure I would probably understand if they made some kind of reference to another comic book character just because of who I am. But do you think it'll be placed in a way to where like the average moviegoer might not even pick it up? Yes. Well, one of them for sure, because whenever I re- first read about one of them, I didn't know what it meant. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge comic book fan, but I'm still, I'm way more into it than like the casual moviegoer. And even I didn't get it. So I don't think most people will catch it. But the other one 
people will definitely catch it. I mean, as long as it's on screen long enough, and, you know, I don't know, it, it could just be one of those things, like, you kind of have to, if you blink, you miss it. Right. But if you if you see it, you, you will get it. <laughs> it's just that big of a character, you know? Uh... But yeah, with that being said, you know, I'm not expecting any cameos from any other. Like, you know, I'm expecting this to be all about Superman. You know, obviously is a different approach here than what we've seen in the previous Superman films. Um, almost, you know, telling the origin story again in a, in a sort of a even a different way. Just based on the trailers, it seems like a lot of this film, uh, a lot of times going to be spent on Krypton, you know, like. We haven't spent much time on Krypton. I mean, okay, I think at the beginning of Superman 1, they were on Krypton for like 20, the first like 20 minutes of the film or something, which was actually a lot. But I think we're going to get even more than that. But it's kind of strange because it's, it's, it's one thing to say, you know, they're going to explore his origins more so and him growing up and everything. But it makes you wonder, this film, first of all, is going to have to be almost three hours long or something because there's a lot of stuff, you know. We're going to go from him being born on Krypton and growing up and being full-out Superman yeah. in one film. Well, from what I see on this uh, page I have on, uh, I opened up on my browser, the movie's going to be about two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. That should give them enough time to explain everything. Um, another thing that there's there's not much clarification on this and honestly at this point i'm not exactly sure how to feel about it like i can kind of see the pros and cons of it but at this point we don't have any reason to believe that there's going to be a clumsy bumbling reporter clark kent in this movie yeah and it could from, just be because he's not working at the daily planet yet you know, from like maybe all that just hasn't of the happened yet. uh trailers and ads and commercials they never once give any indication that he's ever going to put on glasses or be Clark Kent. I mean, other than obviously him as a, as a youth and then him before he's Superman, but none of that is Clark Kent as a secret identity. Right. And just judging by what I know about the film, I can see why, you know, because I, what I'm assuming that that's going to happen in this film is that he's not even really going to embrace being Superman until like General Zod just basically threatens to, you know, to enslave the humans or something, you know. So like there would be no need for him to adapt that reporter persona because he's not really Superman yet. So I think that's going to happen in the film, you know, unlike Superman part one to where you kind of just you go to the future. I mean, the Christopher Reeve one, you know, you you kind of shoot to the future and he's already Superman and people already know who he is and all that. Like, here we're going to actually see him slowly become that. So there's really no reason for him to have that persona yet because he pro he's probably not a reporter or anything yet. Um, so I'm assuming that that's what's going to happen. But with that being said, I'm a little concerned of what kind of Clark Kent will we get, you know? Like, he looks like he's going to be pretty serious throughout the film. I just hope they don't make him, you know, too stoic and, like, you know, he doesn't need to be Wolverine or somebody. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need to be Batman. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and the way he talks. Uh, you know, we don't want him to be all, like, you know, truth, justice, in the American way. Like, we don't want him to be like that either. We want him to be kind of real, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. It, 
it's it's I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things we kind of have to wait and see. But uh, either way, I, I I think I'll be cool with it. You know, I don't think I'll miss bumbling Clark Kent too much. I mean, in some ways, I kind of hope that they don't even go that route. Because if they're really trying to make this film as grounded and realistic as they've been saying, that it can take place in the real world, like that's been their main selling point on this film, then it's hard for me to believe that anybody can just put on a pair of glasses and all of a sudden no one knows that they're Superman, you know? So, like, maybe they shouldn't even go that route. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think they have to change everything, but maybe, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I feel like, I mean, obviously he's not going to be reporter Clark Kent in this movie. I, I think that's pretty obvious. I'm sure by the end of it, he will be. But I don't think they would go as far as changing, you know, like how he is in his secret identity. I don't think they're going to go so far as, well, the, the glasses is unrealistic. Like, that's just the way it is, you know? That's just, he's going to muss up his hair, slouch his shoulders, and put glasses on. And for some reason, no one's going to know. But... I also think because of the way the trailers depict Lois Lane and her kind of search for who the Superman character is, that she will know that he's Clark Kent. I don't think She's that... She's going to have to know. Yeah, I don't, know? I don't I mean, think that uh, her not knowing is ever going to be part of the equation. Him hiding as Clark Kent is going to be more for everybody else. But I'm sure by the end of the movie, even probably early into the movie, Lois Lane is going to know. You know, like, she's not stupid yeah. and... And the way because they I depict think, things. I mean, I could be mistaken here, but isn't isn't it included in the trailer somewhere? Lois Lane actually goes to the farm in Smallville. Like she actually goes to the house, and 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 his mom answers the door. Yeah, and she's so like questioning about stuff. Right, there's got to be a reason why she's there, right? So she sure. kind of already knows that there's something special about Clark Kent. You know, so I think you're right. I think that won't even be an issue. I think from the beginning. It'll be sort of like, uh, not that I watched much of Smallville, the TV show, but, you know, there wasn't there like a reporter girl who kind of like knew that there was something special about Clark and she kind of would follow him around and was oh, kind of suspicious was of him. Chloe? Chloe, right, yeah. yeah. So I think it'd be more like that, you know, in the beginning and then she realizes him. And then maybe if he does adapt that persona, it'll be her idea. Yeah, I would not be surprised. She'll be like, I can get you a job at the Daily Planet, but you have to do something to. Yeah, <laughs> hide I, I your would identity. not be surprised if she ends up giving him the glasses and and like and the idea of hiding, you know. At the very end of the film, yeah, you know, of course. like they'll save it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cast a little bit. Sure. Um, so, of course, we have Henry Cavill as Superman, Clark Kent. Uh, we have Amy Adams as Lois Lane. We've got Michael Shannon as General Zod. Diane Lane as Martha Kent. Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. And, of course, Russell Crowe as Jor-El. Uh, immediately, I mean, the cast is just phenomenal, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. No, no, uh, nothing bad to say about that. Like, uh, ad- admittedly, you know, out of everyone in the film, I'm the least familiar with Henry Cavill. <laughs> because... Let, let's see. I tried to watch Immortals, but I got kind of bored. Like, I think I was watching it on Netflix or something, and I, I never went back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really have much experience with him, but I've heard nothing but good things about him. Sure. Uh, Amy Adams, I love her and everything she's in. Um, 
the fighter, you know, that was she was fantastic in that movie. Michael Shannon's always good, pretty good character actor. Diane Lane, of course, Kevin Costner. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, Russell Crowe. You don't really have to say anything about those guys. They're clearly, you know, they always hold their own in these films. Um, so we have General Zod. Now, this is something that we talked a little bit about on our earlier episodes. Is that immediately when I found out that General Zod was going to be the villain as opposed to Lex Luthor, we knew what they were going for here, right? Right. That we wanted there to be some epic Dragon Ball Z-esque <laughs> fight scenes. Well, you see, and that's you always know. been the problem with the earlier Superman movies, and it was definitely the problem with Superman Returns, is that, yes, Lex Luthor is his main nemesis, and, and that's the iconic villain, but he can't fight Lex Luthor, you know? Right. He can kind of right. talk to him and trick him, but he can't actually fight the man. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that because we get to, one of the fun things about Lex Luthor is how brilliant he is, right? I mean, that was never really explored that well in the films, <laughs> his, like, brilliance. But in the comic books, you know, he's basically like a genius. So that, you know, mastermind and that kind of stuff played into how he would approach taking down Superman and how Superman would have to react to him. And that's always, there's always been good stories there. I mean, outside the films. But there's just something about putting him up against someone who's his equal, you know, as far as we know. Right. Uh, and, and we had that in General Zod. Now, you know, most people will recall that Superman 2 was a pretty awesome film. Um, we You know, we had him going up against Zod and his the two other ones and no one can ever remember their names <laughs> throwing uh plastic shields at them <laughs> yeah well then there there was that but we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen sure uh so okay we have michael shannon as general, general zod everything i've seen of this character looks fucking awesome <laughs> apparently his entire suit is actually cgi you know on set they had yeah he was walking around with a really tight weird looking sort of motion capture type suit during during most of his scenes mm -hmm. and they actually said it was kind of hard for him for a while because you know he's wearing like this leotard type thing or whatever the whole time <laughs> but you know Zack Snyder reassured him that the suit would look badass in the end and it does and we don't know exactly what function that suit has on it I mean we kind of know right. now because have you seen the Nokia trailer yes for, for yeah. Man Steel? yeah I have okay First of all, that trailer shows a lot in terms of the action sequences, but it also reveals a lot. Well, it wasn't there's in addition to that trailer, there's like an actual scene from the film that's out now, too, where we see Superman and Zod flying through a field, fighting each other, crashing through like a building. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it looks very like Dragon Ball Z like. I haven't seen that. Uh, I've seen uh, they release like a 15 minute behind the scenes thing. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously you have to think that his outfit is kind of like, you know, a military type outfit. You know, he's a general, uh, from, like literally. And so his what, whatever he's garbed in is going to be, is going to function for battling. So. You know, right. I, th I think it, it does definitely look cool. And honestly, I mean, this is one of the things I'm saying about, like, the scene that they released. It kind of gives away, in a, in, a, in, a, in, in a weird sort of way, what that suit does. <laughs> because uh, Superman pretty much beats up, 
you know, Zod. And then I think his mask is damaged. So then he takes it off. And then he starts to get all of this information at once. You know how Superman kind of has to... One of the aspects of Superman in his film of Clark is that he's going to have to learn to control his abilities so that he can focus on one voice instead of hearing, like, every person on the planet at once. It looks like Zod's suit somehow stops that from happening. Right, because, because once he loses his mask, he loses that ability. Obviously you know I mean? him like it not growing that up, information for him. Obviously him not growing up on Earth, you know, he, he doesn't have the same 20 years that Clark has in terms of adapting to the environment and learning how to use all of his powers right. uh, you know, on Earth. And so I can see... So I it, could appear, it appears that. that that is one of the functions of the suit to control that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty cool idea because, I mean, you know, some someone would have sat... You know how people nitpick and pick apart these films? Someone would have been like, wait a second. If... General Zod is from Krypton, too. How come he's not hearing a million voices when he shows up on Earth? So they thought about that. And they said, you know what? Let's give him this suit that, you know... I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not the suit's only function. But based on that clip that I saw, it seems like that's going to be an important part of it. Uh, And it's stuff like that that just makes me really excited about the film. That they really are approaching it in a more so of a realistic sort of way. I mean, you know, it's about as realistic as you can get with a Superman film. And spaceships and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> People flying and <laughs> shooting lasers out of their eyes. Right. I wonder so, how many of his actual powers they'll show off. I mean, we've seen him fly. We know he's got super speed and strength. We've seen him use his heat vision in the trailers. Do you think he's going to freeze things with his breath? And, like, I'm sure he'll use um, his x-ray vision and his hearing for some kind of, like, oh, hey, I know where they are, but... Right. You know, I think, I think we'll see the freeze breath. I mean, I don't... You know... It could even be in one of the trailers, but just really quickly, you know. Um, I, his x-ray vision is something that's very forgettable to me. <laughs> you know, like, it just seems like he doesn't use that enough. Right. Like, I don't ever think about that. And, and I don't know if they're going to think about it in this film. Like, I'm trying to think of what that could really be useful for. You know, it, it's always a nice little thing if you just want to make a joke and have him looking at a girl's underwear or something like that, then it becomes kind of useful. But other than that, how, how useful can it be in terms of defeating, like, Zod? You know, extra, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, but I, I do think we'll see it because I don't think that they'll just ignore any of his abilities. Sure. You know, I think they'll try to keep as faithful as they can. Uh, I mean, with that, you know, speaking of that, I'm completely fine with him ha- not having red tights. I mean, how, how do you feel about oh, that? Oh, the costume? Yeah. Uh, I think the costume looks good. Uh, first of all, it's very much reminiscent to how they changed his outfit uh, last year when DC rebooted to the New 52. So mm-hmm. you can't go in and say, oh, he's got it in the comics, because he doesn't at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, the costume doesn't bother me, the fact that they've changed certain things. Uh, I don't know about how dark the costume looks because Superman is supposed to be this like bright beacon of hope type person and and you know you you get the idea from the trailers and the commercials that he's like oh he's so like brooding and sad all the time and his his outfit is like a darker blue and but I, I don't know it, it doesn't really bother me I, I think the uh, the way they did the ass on his chest looks brilliant like obviously mm-hmm. it's, it might be one of the better uh, symbols that I've seen in a while especially in live action 
And I know that they've gone a great length in terms of explaining the more Kryptonian aspects of his costume, because you yeah. see uh, on Krypton some of the other people, and they also have like sigils on their chests and almost uh, similar-looking outfits, and so you you get the idea that that this is much more of a Kryptonian outfit, and they go in further into actually explaining that, which I do appreciate. I appreciate the fact that in the trailer they even mention that his his asset isn't an S, it's a symbol that means hope. It's actually a, like part of the Kryptonian language, and I appreciate that they did yeah. that. I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. I love it, because it really does make it more realistic. I mean, what are the chances that someone who's not from Earth will show up with an Earth letter on their... You know what I mean? Like, that never really made sense. So it makes sense that they would say yeah. it's not an S. Right. It's actually just a symbol. And then the people of Earth kind of decide. Sure. Because well, it's an S for Well, Superman. for us, you know, we see it and we see the S. We don't realize that the, uh, the kind of diamond shield that is around it is part of it, too. Like, that is part of the right. symbol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do agree. Um, uh, my I love the the costume. My only concern about it is that I I do actually wish it was a a little bit brighter. Yeah, you know, not not Superman Returns bright because it's funny. Is I was so you know I never minded. I, I actually liked the Superman Returns suit until I saw this one because if you compare them side by side now, which you know all you have to do is Google and you'll find that. Uh, the Superman Returns one does look very kitty and cartoonish compared to the Man of Steel one. So I wouldn't want it to be as bright. Uh, but at the same time, it can be a little brighter. You know, there are even some photoshopped uh, versions of the Man of Steel suit where some people have just kind of like adjusted the colors mm-hmm. to make it look a little lighter. And it still looks pretty badass. So... Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't have to be as dark as it is. Yeah, I don't uh, feel like it needs to be as dark as it is either. I don't... I mean, I'm sure they did it in, like, a, more of a stylistic choice in terms of how it's going to look on film, and they didn't want it to be too bright because they maybe they thought it was too, like, garish, but I feel like mm-hmm. it, it does need to be a little lighter. I don't, I don't know why they pick such a dark blue. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't know if Christopher Nolan had anything to do with that. I mean, like, you know, we're talking about thoughts and concerns about this. And one of my biggest concerns is that Clark will be a little too troubled in this film to where he comes across as more of like Batman or something. You know, like, I, you know, I mean, every picture of him as Superman is him with a very serious look on his face. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, he's probably going to be like that because he's, he's serious and they're, they're trying to not have this uh, all American, you know, uh, Boy Scout Superman that we usually get. Well, he is a Boy Scout, though. That's part see, of his personality. That's what, yeah. And that's that's the thing, though. And that's why I don't want to see him be too, you know, like you said, brooding and and, and everything like that. So but we don't have long to find out to wait to find out to see to find out um at this point i don't it's pretty unlikely i'm gonna see this film at midnight uh just because i got some other stuff going on and plus i'm gonna have to work the next morning and, yeah you know, will I'm, you uh go all out and see it in like imax and 3d and pay the extra 20 dollars it costs to do uh, all that i think i will i think i will i mean I, i'm not a huge fan of 3d but at the same time 
you know, if it's a film that I feel like can benefit from 3D, then I don't mind it. And anything with a lot of special effects, you would hope would benefit from it. Although, with that being said, I'm pretty sure Man of Steel is post-converted, which is never a good thing in itself. You know, like, I don't think they filmed this movie with 3D in mind. Now, don't quote me on that, but I don't, I don't, I think it is post-converted. I don't know. But it, it, you can do it a lot with be. post-conversion now. Yeah, yeah. Most of the 3D movies that come out are post-converted. Most of them are, yeah. and they're never as good as the ones that are just filmed in, you know, with 3D in mind, but... You know, with that being said, it's Superman, it's Man of Steel. I feel like I do have to see it in the biggest, most impressive uh, format possible. Um, so what else do we want to touch on here about it? We've got... Um, well, do you think that... Uh, I mean, obviously Lex Luthor isn't the main villain. Do you think he'll be in the movie, though? Do you think he'll make an appearance? I think they'll reference him. You know, I think I think it'd be one of those things to where like what's the name of his company? Like Luther Corp yeah. or something like that. Like I think it'd be one of those. You know what I mean? To where like someone will it'll flash across the T V screen or something. Sure. Oh the stocks stocks are going up in Luther Corp or something like well, that. Just you have to, to be like that acknowledge him, but you know Because of the type of character that he is and like his 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 presence in Metropolis, you know, he's he owns like half of the buildings, so I mean he can't not make some sort of appearance. Yeah, I mean I think you're right, but like I, you know, I don't think we'll see him or anything because that would mean they would have had to have cast him already, right, yeah. and that's like you know, you know, it's kind of like that that shadowy figure at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man, sure. you know, in the after the credits, it's like it's somebody but we don't see their face because they probably and that's a point that you brought up i think was that they probably hadn't cast that person yet yeah. and they <laughs> hadn't obviously we find out that uh everything's pointing to the fact that it was electro and obviously they mm-hmm. hadn't cast jamie fox as electro yet so you know that but not only that wasn't but him. you know i not to jump on a different subject but i recall us talking about that on the prior episodes about how it's probably electro but if you watch the Amazing Spider-Man again, they do show the guy's hand, and it's a white guy. So even now, it doesn't make sense that that would be Jamie Foxx right. because it was a white hand. Well, so it's probably just Norman Osborn. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, they could always pretend like that didn't happen. I don't know. They could very easily, and, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're not even think about it. Uh, in fact, yeah. from what I understand, the person that they got to vo- uh, voice Thanos for the like two seconds at the end of Avengers isn't even the person that's actually going to end up playing him when the movie ends up being made. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of these uh, post-credit teases for next movies, uh, you kind of have to think that, well, maybe they just never casted the person. Obviously, the shadowy figure, if it was Electro, they hadn't cast him, so maybe no. if they haven't cast anyone to be uh, Lex Luthor in maybe the next movie or or whenever he would end up showing up, even if he does make some sort of appearance, it might just be like the back of a bald guy's head. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I mean, why you know why pay a big time actor a bunch of money just to do a cameo when you can just get like a regular dude, you know, like the guy who played Thanos to just come in at the end, give him a couple thousand dollars. 
you know, and then save all the big money for the next film when you actually have this need this person to act and be recognizable and and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, with that being said, I do think we will see Lex Luthor in some capacity. Sure. You know, not not a lot though. You know, um, and okay, what else? Anything else? Any other thoughts or concerns? I mean, I'm I'm basically super excited about this film. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, don't I am so excited. I don't want to make the mistake that I made with Prometheus because <laughs> because <laughs> before Prometheus came out, I literally said that it was going to be the best movie to come out that year, and it was far from that. So I don't want to say that this is going to be the best movie of the year. But I kind of feel like it's going to be. And so I don't want to, like, jinx anything. But I'm very excited about this movie. I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I'm still extremely excited. But those two reviews that I read before here are kind of like I, I, can't, I can't erase that now. Yeah. And, and now I'm starting to feel like I don't think it'll be the best movie of the year. But I'm just hoping that it's I, I need that substance there, too. You I know? Like, I don't I don't. I haven't seen any of don't get me reviews, wrong, so I don't know. Although it does look like on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes that it has like a 68, 67, something like something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's not like pointing to the best things in the world, but... Right. Well, I do hope that at the very least... Well, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident it's going to deliver on the action. Uh, but we need more than that, you know, because... They've been teasing. I mean, even the first teaser trailer that was ever released focused more so on the actual uh, thematic scenes and and the soul searching. It focused more on that stuff more so than the action. So that's kind of we kind of we don't necessarily want the movie to be like that, but we want I want a nice balance. You know, yeah, I don't I don't want Clark Kent to be this, you know, just buff dude with no personality or anything like that you know i mean okay he needs to do some soul searching and stuff but at the same time you know he's freaking superman you know like you know he makes jokes too he's not batman that i, I guess that's the biggest thing that i want them to yeah to, superman to, to actually smile in this film <laughs> right so let's you know let's see a little bit of that yeah uh and i think we'll be all right um so with that being said is there anything else you want to talk about with it I mean, uh, about superman not really i mean yeah. i think we covered everything and like i said i'm excited the movie comes out in what two days now technically tomorrow if you go to the midnight release and so i don't know when i'm going to actually get a chance to see it because obviously i have work and when i'm not at work i'm taking notes and being crazy about this e3 thing because i want to make sure that uh that i do justice to how crazy everything has been these last couple days uh but i'm sure i'll see it before we end up recording that that show i'm sure i'll see it this weekend maybe maybe at the latest monday or tuesday i mean but i'm very excited about it i definitely want to see it in 3d i want to see the imax i want to pay the extra 50 dollars to you know, put on the glasses over my glasses because I already wear glasses, which makes watching 3D movies very uncomfortable for me, but I always (laughs) do it. (laughs) 
I can't yeah. take my glasses off to put these glasses on. They just need to make some sort of like larger 3D goggle set that I can wear that won't interfere with my actual like head comfort. But uh, you should invent that. You know. Yeah, you maybe I'll make that. a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, like I said, it's pretty unlikely I'll be seeing it at midnight, but. It's also going to be one of those things to where I know I'm not going to be able to wait too long. No, not at because all. Because people are going to start posting about it on yeah. Facebook. As and soon stuff as and this like, movie comes go out, it's this. going to become impossible to avoid all the spoilers. And then there's that. So, yeah. So, it's probably looking like Saturday or Sunday for me. Um, pretty, I'm just going to go ahead and say Saturday because I'm off both days. So, there'd be no reason to even wait till Sunday. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll be in there for that. Um, okay. Well, at this point, let's go ahead and switch over into the wrap up. Um, so I'm not exactly sure which one of these is going to come first, but we at least know what our next two episodes are going to be. About. That's right. We and want that's something to... that that's that's unheard of in the world of Geekly Dose. We will come. We back. Really don't know what the next one is about. We will come back after seeing the movie and and review it and talk about our uh, our feelings afterwards if if it made us sad or if it made us happy that they made it. And mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. I have. A crazy epic uh, review of this year's E3 where I'm going to break down all the games. I'm going to talk about all the new consoles and all of their functions. And and it's just going to be a, 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 a wacky episode that I can't wait to do. So you hear that. You've got two huge epic episodes to look forward to coming up soon. And I didn't mention this, but for the Man of Steel one, I'm going to try to link up with Jesse. Um, for those of you who may be listening to this for the first time, I, I don't know. <laughs> the guy whose voice at the beginning of this podcast, our producer, Jesse, he used to be, we used, it used to be the three of us in the studio together, but now we're all kind of separate. So, you know, if you notice a lack of sound effects and all that kind of stuff, it's because Jesse's not here. But for that episode, I'm going to try and maybe go to the studio and then we can link up with you. And then we can all, you know, like old times, discuss Man of Steel, the three of us. You know, and 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 and, and their fourth and so forth and everything sure. like that. So, so be looking forward to that as well as, like Stephen said, the epic E3 episode. That's right, Geekulos is back, and we're back with the. Uh, we're bringing we're bringing the power. We're bringing the power. That's right. Um, so we also have another podcast, um, which you can find. First of all, you can find us all at, on Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And that other podcast is 80s Revisited. Take a blast to the past with 80s Revisited, where they talk about uh, 80s movies and cinema and all the magic and the fantastic things that happened during that period of time. Those guys have actually been cranking those episodes out lately, and I've been enjoying the hell out of them. More recently, they've done RoboCop. Uh, they did Music Month to where every film that they talked about. Uh, had was kind of a music themed movie like Purple Rain and and UHF and stuff like that. So they've been cranking them out. So if you haven't, if you're a fan of the '80s, please do not miss '80s Revisited. Um, well, I, I guess I don't. I'm so rusty at this. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, our listeners are probably like, "What the fuck is wrong with Tim? He can't talk." <laughs> well, okay, first of all, I've been working all day, and it's really hot in this room, and you know it's been a while, so I got to get back into the groove of things. So, my apologies for that. <laughs> That's fine. But anyway, any final words from you? 
yeah, you know, uh, like us on Facebook because actually uh, I got a couple days ago the uh, a new Animal Crossing game came out for the 3DS, and I'm going to write a review for that and post it on our Facebook page in the next couple days. So like us on Facebook and be on the lookout for that. Okay, cool. So you see, I mean, we're not going to completely ignore games. <laughs> You know, I mean, we've only been back for like one episode and, you know, that was a movie. And But we did talk about the Xbox One last time. But like I said, we have an E3 episode coming up. So you can expect nothing but game talk for that entire episode. You know, it's just kind of weird now because we're still trying to try this new format and we don't want our podcast to be as long as it were before. So we're trying to cut some things out. And honestly, it's going to end up being whatever is the biggest thing at the time. If it happens to be a game, we'll talk about that. If it's like Man of Steel, well, then we have to talk about that. So, all right. So, with that being said, for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'm Steven Nocentelli. All right. Until next time, I completely messed that up. Let me try it again. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, okay. Look, just come back so, for your next dose. No, 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 no. I have to get this right. Okay. Until next time, for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys and see you soon for your next dose. Find this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.